you're listening to a Mash Those Buttons podcast. Visit mashthosebuttons.com for a full podcast schedule. This year, Mash Those Buttons is proud to announce that we will have three shows participating in World of Podcasts at Con Before the Storm presented by Medieval Times. First, Nick from WoW Talk and the Torn and the Goblin will join Medros from All Things Azeroth, Eliandros from Dungeon Fables, Frasley from the Frazzlecast, Tosh Mifune from the Half-Hill Report, Berserker from Unshackled Fury, and Stone from WoW Challenges to talk about what we can expect for Warcraft this year on Pod Before the Con Warcraft on October 28th at 7 p.m. Eastern. Then, at Con Before the Storm, Katie from The Torn and the Goblin will be joining Ben from Azeroth Roundtable, Josh from Countdown to Classic, Jocelyn from Four Azeroth, Shoe Boots from Merely a Setback, Rob from The Training Dummies, and Frosty from The Worgen's Howl for the Warcraft panel. Also, Blaze and Bob from Watchpoint Radio will be on the Overwatch panel with Icy from Enter the Iris, Blevins from the High Noon podcast, Rob from the Omnic Lab, Andres from the Owl Recap, and Totemly Drunk from the Overwatch League Network. Both those panels will be live at Con Before the Storm on November 1st. Check out conbeforestorm.com for more information. We look forward to you joining us. Hello and welcome to a special Mash Those Buttons mashup of WoW Talk and Watchpoint Radio. Uh, my name is Nick Zelenkevich and I'm here with Ray Lou. Hey. And Eric Knutson. Hey guys. And Harv. Hey everybody. And biggest guest of all, the man behind the curtain, Jarrett. Hello. <laughs> I don't have a, I don't, I'm used to doing the intros, right? So I don't know how to not like to like get welcomed into a show. Like, hey, <laughs> hey, like the Fonz, like hey. <laughs> and this is not Wow Talk episode one nineteen. That'll be coming in the future. This is our big pre BlizzCon episode. Uh, we figured we'd bring Jared in because you know he's from Watchpoint Radio. Uh, this is going to bookend uh, the week for us because we're going to do some episodes at the end of the week, and we're going to have uh, Blaze and Bob from Watchpoint, and also Katie from the Torn and the Goblin. They will be at BlizzCon, so we're gonna we're gonna talk to them when they're there. But that will be later because they're not there yet. And uh, in the meantime, here we're gonna get hyped for BlizzCon. Um, because there's going to be nothing at BlizzCon to get hyped about. So let's like <laughs> manufacture our own hype. So um, let's, uh, yeah, let's, let's just get, get started on that then. Um, I guess we'll go sort of by the, well, actually, I guess the first, first and foremost, it transcends the panels, transcends the games. Mike Morheim stepped down and, and uh, Jay Allen Brack took his place. I think we talked a little bit about this on, uh, on WoW Talk before. Did you talk about this on Watchpoint at all? Do you care, no, about, do you guys no. care about Blizzard one of politics at all? Of, yeah, we just kind of skipped over that. Because <laughs> there's so many okay. other people were talking about it. <laughs> you know, so. so. Well, 
I, I guess one, do we think this is actually going to affect any of our games? Like, do we really think that Brack taking over from Morheim is going to affect the quality of uh, Overwatch or the quality of WoW? I don't think so. I don't. I don't think any current game is going to be affected because, generally speaking, the way Blizzard works, at least the way it feels like it works, is that um, they trust their teams. You know, they trust their leads to know what they're doing, and as long as it's, it's within budget, they'll they'll you know they'll let them go for it. You know what I'm saying? So I, I think it'll be fine. Now, games coming in the future, that might be a different story. But I'm not a psychic, so. <laughs> Well, that's that's interesting that you mentioned that because to bring it back to WoW for a moment, two things two things have happened since Brack was promoted, and one is that Brian Holinka is back on the WoW team. And if I can just jump topics for a moment here, Holinka, you know, last on the WoW team about a year ago, maybe a little more than a year ago, he was he was the guy responsible for Ashran. If you guys remember Ashran, which is now dead. They killed Ashran. They kicked Kalinka off the team and then killed Ashran on him. So now he's back and he got like super, super buff in the meantime. So now he's back and he's pissed and he's buff. And so I fully <laughs> expect him to challenge Ian. Like Ian's going to come out and be like, as right armor, we know it's not going over like we expected. These are the changes we're going to do. I expect like Kalinka to just come out and challenge Ian to Mac Gora right there on stage at BlizzCon and then take over development from him. <laughs> <laughs> So, and I, I, I have no doubt that he would just rip Ian's head off because he is, he is Swolinka if you, if you look at him up on Twitter. So, um, <laughs> he, he actually missed BlizzCon last year because he was running a marathon. So, but no, the reason I mentioned Holinka coming back to the WoW team is because, like, presu- like he left the, the WoW team to work on one of these mystery projects that, like, is sucking up all the developers, like, whenever they disappear, except for Broad and the people from the Hearthstone team. Um, which we'll get to when we talk about Hearthstone in a little bit. But like what I'm thinking is uh, like, okay, so Holinka went and he worked on a project and ostensibly either his project is done and he's ready to come back and work on the WoW team or his project got canned because the whole point of the incubator is, you you know, you have a whole bunch of little projects and then you see like what comes out and then you kill, you know, you kill what doesn't work. And so it's entirely possible that Brack got in charge and he looked over the stuff in the incubator and was like, kill that one. And it just happened to be Holinka's project. <laughs> they, so. they thought we wanted it but we didn't want it right <laughs> <laughs> you know i feel guilty because i even made one of those jokes on twitter and then i realized like that that's low-hanging fruit like that's just <laughs> like like, like it, unfortunately that that quote is gonna hang over like brack's reign because like that's what he's known for he's the you think you do but you don't guy like he's gonna come out and everybody's going to be like, I'm sure there's plenty of people who like don't know, like they just see the name like, oh, Brack took over for Morheim. And they don't realize until he comes out with his ponytail and they're like, oh, you, I remember you. You're a dick. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm not I, saying he's, I think I'm, not, it's just valid. Remember, I'm not saying he's a dick, but no, but like, well, yeah, I mean, he kind of earned that. But at the same time, he did present classic WoW last year and kind of eat crow in front of everybody for it. So. <laughs> I give him credit. I think he'll be, he'll do fine. And I, as I said, so the, the one, so that's the one thing that's happened since he was promoted is that Helenka shows back up out of nowhere. And then the other thing that happened, if you're, if you're paying attention to the PTR and I'm going to try to talk about this without giving really too many, too much in the way of spoilers, although they're out there is that there was a quest on the PTR 
that people were complaining that like, well, I don't know that my character would do this. And we've had these complaint a lot, especially if you go back to like the pre-patch with the burning of, of uh, Teldrassil, when like as a horde character, you had to go along with the burning. You had no other choice because that's how it works. You've given, uh, you know, a very specific set of quests and you follow them. The only choice you have is to not do the quest, but then you don't do the story at all. Like you, 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 you know, you just, you just don't do it. You can't advance the plot. You don't get to go to uh, BFA and whatnot. And so they put another quest in. And again, people were like, I don't think my character would make this choice. And suddenly on the PTR, there's an option to do the, do the opposite. Like either you can make this choice or you can not make the choice. And all of a sudden this shows up now and Brack, you know, not even technically he still looks over. Wow. But now he's like a step above it. He's not hands in it day to day. And I'm wondering if maybe this is the kind of thing where they've wanted to kind of do this before. And it's like, now that he's gone, not gone, but now that he's like paying attention to other stuff. They're like, Hey, we can slip this in and he can't stop us. I mean, yes, he could stop him because he could show up in the office and be like, no, I I'm your boss and I don't rank you, but he's not there to stop them from slipping in on the PTR and seeing how it goes. So ostensibly, I don't think there'll be too much of a change. I think, that this is the kind of like leadership transition that's been in the works for a while. Morheim doesn't just up and quit immediately. And then like, you know, they have to scramble to figure out who, who's going to replace him. Like I'm, I'm sure that this transition, like Morheim has been, you know, putting the, you know, putting this in motion over, you know, the last few months, years, you know, maybe, you know, he's been there for 27 years. Maybe he started this plan in year 22. I don't know, but like, I assume like this will be fine. My only question to you guys after that long preamble, is do you think that like Morheim's going to show up at BlizzCon? Nope. I don't think he will. I think it'd be cool if he did. But I guess I'm not sure. I don't see why he wouldn't. I mean, it's not like he's banned from BlizzCon. He doesn't have to <laughs> do anything. He doesn't have to go on stage. I mean, he might. Is that what you're talking about? Like show up on stage somewhere? Yeah, I think mm-hmm. he should open BlizzCon like one final time and then like. Yeah. Like physically, I think it'd be awesome if they had an actual torch that he could just hand to Brack. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, the company's been his baby forever. Like, I won't see why he wouldn't. You know, it's not like he's not welcome. Yeah. Like I created you. <laughs> <laughs> I, I created you. I will destroy you. <laughs> <laughs> no. That's what I'm saying. Like, I think he he probably would. I mean, like, he, he, like this just happened. What in September or? Like uh, was it even was it even September? I thought it was maybe still early October. Maybe like a month ago. Yeah, yeah, like yeah, I don't see why he would just like disappear. Like I fucking hate Blizzard and get out. <laughs> I'm out this bitch. Like, he, like I can't see him doing that. <laughs> you know. <laughs> well, was it my my theory that I put on Twitter was that uh, he didn't want to deal with everybody complaining there was no Diablo Four. He's like, yeah, I'm just not doing this. I'm done. I'm not. I don't. I'm not gonna be there. So I don't want to hear shit about Azerite armor or no Diablo four. So I quit. Right. He's like, this BlizzCon is going to be a shit show. And you know what? I'm going to be, I still like own the company. I still have enough clout. I can give it to Brack for a year. And then next year I'll be back. <laughs> he just gets angry, jump ship and goes and works on league of legends. <laughs> He's not ghost crawler. <laughs> but, yeah, Passing so. the torch to scary Nick. Cause he might accidentally set something on fire. Well, he, 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 he does play a gnome, right? So like you figure he's got a, you know, as long as they raise all the curtains and everything, you know, should be out of range. <laughs> but yeah. So I, I personally, I hope he'll be there. I think that'd be fun. So 
that said, let's get into the games because I feel like for most of the games, and I think at least for Diablo, I'd say Diablo Hearthstone and WoW, there's a lot of discontent. Like this is, I've been thinking that this is the BlizzCon of our discontent. And I, you know, Jared, you're here to talk about Overwatch. I think the only game that's in any kind of remotely good space right now is Heroes. Like, I don't know, maybe, like, maybe you can say if like Overwatch is, is, is okay. I mean, it depends who you talk to, right? Um, I think people who love the original idea of, well, like, how can I put this? Overwatch had an original idea when they made it, right? When they when they decided, like, you know, what type of game and the way they wanted the game to play. They had they they wanted it to be a six v six team fighting style of game. And when the first when the game first came out, it didn't necessarily match up with that because you could just pick one hero and play that one hero, and for the most part, should be okay. Now the way the game is balanced, it just requires way more teamwork and character switching and things of that nature. You know, if you, sure you can still one trick certain heroes, but uh, you know if you don't have the right hero to one trick, you're going to be in a, like a like a world of trouble. And to deal with a lot of the new characters and the new crowd control, you kind of really need to work together, right? Um, a lot of people have dropped off the game who are kind of upset that they can't just play by themselves anymore, right? They have to like really work with their team. So that's, I don't really have a problem with that because that's not how the game was supposed to be played in the first place, right? Yeah, they shouldn't have been there to begin with. Yeah, that's... I mean, Overwatch drew a bunch of people who probably shouldn't have been playing the game in the first place. <laughs> you know, because it, it did. Like, there were people who never played shooters before that played Overwatch because they like Tracer. It, but also people like there are pro Overwatch players. There are like even top five hundred Overwatch players whose first game was Minecraft. That's what they came from from <laughs> Overwatch. They're now top five hundred Overwatch, you know, Grandmaster players. You know, so it drew in a lot of people that normally don't play shooters. So yeah, like now that the game is kind of the game has changed for sure over the past two years. We're in year three now, but. At the end of the day, no matter what changes are coming and what changes have happened, the answer, and we talked about this on Watchpoint Radio, the answer is teamwork and communication. Because if you have somebody who's a problem, you can make them a priority. If you have somebody who keeps like knocking you or freezing you, maybe you can knock them or freeze them first or, or do something to them to keep you from doing it. But it requires teamwork and communication. And a lot of people have dropped off that. So if you talk to those people, like there's a slew of videos on youtube right now are people talking about how terrible overwatch is and how bad it is and i think the general community like the people who still enjoy the game or play the game we do there's issues with the game don't get me wrong i mean that's how i have a podcast that i can record every week (laughs) 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 issues with the game but nothing to stop you from playing the game like things like we want a replay system we want uh you know um we want uh spectator proxy we want better tools we're casting matches, you know, things like that. Like it's, but it's not enough to, it's not like, oh man, this game is so horrible. I got to stop playing it. Like it's, it's not really like that. So it really depends who you talk to from my side of things. While the game still needs tweaking, it does need work. I'm not a fan of the balance philosophy, but as long as you know what the balance philosophy is, it makes it a lot easier to play. It's, it's okay with work that needs to be done, but 
you know, not a, if you talk to somebody who used to be like a, a Overwatch streamer, oh, the game's terrible. I'll stop playing it. <laughs> you know. So I don't know if we mentioned this after we started recording. I know we mentioned it in pre-show. There's no new map for Overwatch. Kaplan came out, said no map. Yep. Correct? That's yes. correct. No new map. Now, so I'm guessing that the expectation is there will be a new character. Like people are expecting a new character announced. So the the pattern for BlizzCon has been new cinematic, new character, new map. That's pretty much been it. I'm trying to think if there's something that I'm missing here. Nope, that's that's and, pretty much been it. Uh, and this the cinematic doesn't have to match the character because last year it was Moira and Reinhardt. Right, yeah. No, it doesn't have to. I would not expect for a brand new character to get a cinematic. If they do, I'm pretty sure somebody would burn Blizzard HQ down because there's so many more characters that we have had for a long time that people want to know about. Um, but it was it was cool when they did that with Sombra, though? That's true. You got a good point. They did it with Sombra, but like, you know, but the thing that, you know, the thing about Sombra that was different than almost every other character release is how long it, they had the ARG, which was terrible, by the way. They should never do it again. They already said they learned their lesson from it. They said they learned a lot of things, and I hope the thing that they learned was to never do that again. So, because this is like from July to November, they just had all these stupid hints going on. The stupid ARG game that nobody wanted to... That as soon as something like would come out, within an hour or two, somebody would crack it, right? It was so dumb. And it just drug out so long. So you knew Sombra was coming. We knew that the character's name was Sombra. We knew that she had something to do with hacking. And so that when they released that cinematic, okay, that's fine. But character releases after that, with the exception of Doomfist, we didn't really know anything about. And then the Doomfist thing, they could do every time because that was so fucking cool. Like they, the yes. best animated short they've had for Overwatch was that Doomfist fighting Winston. That was incredible. That was awesome. Um, that style and that 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 whole thing. I, I again, I'm not like I don't play Overwatch. I I just can't get into the game. But oh man, I was pumped for that. I was like, I might actually try to play Doomfist on one of the free weekends. I have not, but I thought about it really hard. <laughs> like it was that good of a cinematic. Yeah. Like, so, oh, go ahead. I was gonna say, why haven't we gotten more animated stuff like that? Like it's always we get like, and I'm I'm not complaining because the 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 cinematics team that they have and the stuff that they put out, like the, even the diva one, I enjoyed that. That was the last one I think that came out. Like, why haven't we gotten more of the animated ones though? Like that was really awesome. I, you know, for such a real for a large company, Blizzard confuses me. Like they they confuse me with the way they work. Right. Like for example, the Overwatch team before Overwatch came out was a hundred people. Overwatch sell has 40, 40 million units sold. You know how many you know how many people are still on the dev team? One hundred. Exactly. Like you know, and that leads to a lot of problems. And I'm pretty sure the same people who do Overwatch cinematics also do the cinematics for other games. They like I'm pretty sure the cinematics department is not uh, specific to you know a uh, to a specific game, right? And their cinematics are phenomenal. They are amazing. I mean, that battle, the Battle for Azeroth cinematic that came out last year seriously made me reconsider playing WoW. Seriously made me reconsider playing that game. Luckily, time told old, me no. Did you see the old soldier cinematic? The old soldier cinematic? The one with Sarfang and the, the troll? Yes, I did see that too. Okay. okay. Yeah. 
I thought like I'm, I'm pretty sure the uh, the Soldier seventy six one is also called Old Soldier or something like that too. That's why. Oh, like, you know, it might be. It might. I was be, like, and it's sense. not a good cinematic. I'm like, why are you bringing that up, Nick? <laughs> 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 but no, yeah, no, 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 yeah, I did see it. But I think that's one reason why we we're not getting more cinematics like that. Um, however, like they they still have other avenues to do, to you know release um lore. Like the comics, and they haven't even kept up with that. Like the best comic they had, in my opinion, was also was a Doomfist comic. That was really, really good, and they haven't kept up with it. One of the biggest complaints of the Overwatch community is that their lore delivery system is trash. It's garbage. And Michael Chu, he just got married. Congratulations, Michael Chu. He's like, oh, I'm so happy, uh, you know, to be able to write the the next chapter of my life and it took everything in my being to not reply i wish you'd write the next chapter of overwatch <laughs> but i wasn't gonna be that guy i wasn't gonna be that guy i'm happy for him don't get me wrong i'm just you know I'm, that was me that was an asshole moment of mine and i was like i'm not gonna do it i'm just gonna think it and be okay with it <laughs> you know but yeah like the, the the lore delivery of overwatch was way better when the first game first came out i think they had an idea for the lore. Like, they were, they had the, that novel they were going to do. The first Strike novel, I think it was called. And then they pulled it. They decided not to do it. And I think it's because they wanted to make the lore flexible. And we've seen them, from the lore we know, we've seen them make it flexible. Like, um, originally, Reaper's, the, the way Reaper is now, because you can't see his face because he doesn't have one. There's something wrong with him now. Um, and he can wraith and smoke around and stuff like that. That happened after he fought Soldier 76. They, everybody thought that both 76 and Reaper were dead, but apparently not. Something happened between uh, Reaper and Mercy, and the outcome was Reaper's current form. That's what the original lore was. Loosely, loosely, we knew about that. They didn't tell us what happened, because there there's the, the lore delivery system that you get in Overwatch is that in the first 30 seconds of the match, when you're kicking shit over in the bar or whatever map you're on, they talk to each other. And, um, you know, Mercy says something to the effect of, like, you know, what happened to you? And Reaper's like, you know what you did, you know? And that changed to Moira. When Moira came out, it was Moira's doing. Like, basically, she can do this thing called Phase, which is similar, which is like a better version of the Wraith. So Reaper was the test subject for, for that technology, and then she perfected it for herself. That was kind of, uh, they, they changed the lore. So we've seen lore change, and I just think they need to they need to dedicate to it. They need to dedicate to the lore. I think they were a little um, afraid because maybe the, they, the lore that they had, they thought up was a little too dark. I mean, the, the lore of Overwatch and the world of Overwatch is dark. I mean, like the, as you're playing the game now, this is post-Omnic-Crisis, post-Overwatch being dismantled because of the bad shit that they did. Um, and I think because the game was so... It advertised about being about hope and teamwork and stuff like that, and they didn't want to release, like, oh, yeah, here's this super dark lore. Enjoy yourselves. Cry yourselves to sleep. You know, but I think it's time for them to cement it. I just want to say that the, the, the Sombra R grant is why I wanted you on the show. Oh, yeah? <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, they haven't done it again, not yet, so I think that they have learned their lesson. So so given all of that, and, and given sort of the community's misunderstanding of how the game should be played necessarily, or part of the community anyway, like, like I said, you figure we'll get a cinematic, we'll get a character, 
if they don't give anything else, if that's all that we get, and I guess we'll, a ton of the Overwatch time is going to be dedicated to it, like formalizing the announcements for all the new Overwatch League teams. I'm sure a lot of it will be about that. But like, if that's all that they do is they say like, hey, Overwatch, Atlanta and Guangzhou and all the other teams. Yeah. And oh, hey, you know, new character, new cinematic. And if that's it, like, is the Overwatch community going to be like, eh, we can live with that. Or are they going to be like, you know, like throwing chairs and stuff? Um, I think you definitely see a numbers drop in terms of server population. But the people who like the people who are in the people who really play Overwatch will probably continue to play the game. Um. I think what Blizzard really needs to focus on in terms of Overwatch is, you know, like breathing new life into it and getting people to come back into it and, and play. Because this is what happened with, with the way the current um, uh, competitive system is. Whenever there's a population drop, it really fucks the competitive system because it runs on a bell curve. That means the less people playing, the closer the high-ranking people and the low-ranking people play together. So now when you're in like... Um, you know, the biggest place I've seen is obviously the gold platinum border. You have people coming into platinum and getting into mid platinum that just should not be there. You know, I mean, even when the population is fine, if a masters player gets a diamond player in their map, you would think that the SR, that the current competitivism was absolute trash. Like, Oh my God, I can't believe I'm playing with a diamond player. I'm in masters. I should only be playing with masters players. But like, yeah, it gets it gets a little worse when the server population drops. Um, if that were to happen, either Overwatch needs to rework the SR system or the competitive system, or like I said, they need to do something to breathe life into the game, get new uh, people playing, or bring old people back. And the events just aren't doing it. They already said this year, like uh, you know, they said that the events won't be changing much. That's what they already said. I mean. The biggest event they have every year is archives, and everybody loves it because it is a, it's PVE content and it's story content. I think that should be telling them something. That I think they know. Um, so, like, yeah, if they only deliver new map, new not new map, sorry, but new hero, new cinematic, um, I do think we're, it's not like the game is going to die, but we're definitely going to see a population drop. Do you think they'll give some kind of PVE? Like throw the because I think that's the one thing I keep hearing is everybody in Overwatch wants some kind of like PVE mode or PVE story or something along those lines. I think. Like, do you do you think they'll throw them a bone or? I think the reason I have high hopes that they will do that is because while you know the Overwatch League does bring in money uh, and people do buy new accounts for Overwatch. You want like a steady stream of revenue, right? Like you, you definitely. And, and in order to do that, you need a new product. The problem is that they're either going to have to go back on that word, or they're going to have to come out with something that's not included with the main game, right? So when Overwatch first came out, they said we will not charge you for new characters, we won't charge you for new maps, you know, stuff like that. Like they want everybody on the level playing field, um, which is great. That's how it really should be you know because that's how that's how you keep a level however um that is they can't charge for a dlc right they can't charge for like a dlc where they have a bunch of new characters or a dlc where they have a bunch of new maps the only option they have is to create pve content it's to create another another add-on to overwatch that will be pve content like you know like it basically it's a overwatch story mode it could be. It's gonna be. It could be co-op. You know, 
uh it could come with like uh five scenarios and then you know uh they can release more scenarios throughout the year scenario packs throughout the year that means you can still play overwatch competitively with the game you bought for 40 bucks if you wanted to because there are people who bought overwatch for 40 dollars and haven't spent one single dime since then you know because i i know as a fact loot box sales have not been you know hopping you know that, that is, that is just true. Like loot box sales have definitely gone down. I can't remember the last time I saw somebody do a fifty loot box opening, you know, on Twitch or something like that. But like if they if they do this PVE content where they're delivering like uh you know a pack of scenarios and also it will fix two problems. Like you know it's more revenue and it fixes your lore issue kind of like and it really helps with the lore issue. So do you think they'll do it? <sighs> I think they have no choice to do it eventually the problem is the team size the team is small um and from what i understand when they do archives the moment archives comes out or right before it's finished they start working on the next years that takes them a full year to get it done if it takes them a full year to get archives done that tells me they don't have a team dedicated to doing it they would have to have a team of people dedicated to making content like that and then get into a regular development flow. And then in a year, they could have five, six scenarios done with no problem, you know, but they don't. That's that's what that tells so me. If it's is, it, is this the kind of thing like maybe they'll announce it now available sometime 2019 or they're just not going to announce it? I think they would announce it and make it available. Yeah, like you said, sometime in 2019, probably around the, if they were smart, it'll be probably around the time the archives comes out. Because people might complain a little bit, but they're going to buy the shit. They're going to buy it. Archives is the most popular uh, event they have because it's PvE, you know. Because they already have, I mean, people who play competitively, you know what I'm saying? Like, they already have those people. The people that they, um, and occasionally those people come back and they start playing again or whatever. But, I mean, the people that they lost from the competitive play, they'd have to make extreme changes to the game that they're not going to make to bring those, make those people happy. And that might actually make other people leave the game so your best bet is to bring those people who want pve content the people who played overwatch because they love tracer you know or they love genjir they love hanzo just the characters themselves you know they can't shoot for shit but they love those characters let them play the pve you know give that to them the last last question then we'll move on from overwatch here as somebody who lives in the atlanta area but you know grew up around philly should I remain a fusion fan or should I start rooting for the rain? You should totally <laughs> remain a fusion fan. They came in like they were in the grand finals. They're a good that team. True. They're in the grand finals. They that have two true. of the best DPS in the league. But, <laughs> but they lost. Like, should I should I root for the Spitfire? Should I just, you know, start rooting for London now? You're a terrible Philadelphia fan. <laughs> did, you, did you do you start rooting for the Falcons and not the Eagles anymore? No, I still root for the Eagles. Exactly. Well, I answer your the, question. the fusion are like statistically speaking, better than the Eagles. <laughs> so, that's true yeah, yeah. <laughs> right now right now a, a lot of teams are better than the eagles that is true yeah but um yeah i mean no i i don't get me wrong i'm not an overwatch league aficionado or anything like that um actually i've, I've talked about that several times on the show but in terms of the team like you don't know what this new expansion team is going to be like you know there's really no reason to jump ship <laughs> to be honest with you Harv, were you gonna say something? Nope. Oh, you were talking about, <laughs> were talking about the Eagles, and I'm sitting there going, "Oh yeah, the Cowboys suck." <laughs> <laughs> the 
Well, Romo's turned out to be a good announcer, so that's something for him, right? <laughs> it doesn't help the Cowboys. Hey, hey, I, you know what? Even as much yeah. as the Cowboys suck, the Giants suck more right now. The so NFC I'd say East things is are trash good. right now. Let's let's. Yeah, you could just say that and move on. <laughs> but, the, but the Giants are just terrible. Yeah, <laughs> they're one in seven. Hey, somebody's uh, got to win those it, games, right? Yeah, right. Exactly. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Before this devolves yeah. into an NFL podcast. Um, so let's go. So we talked about Overwatch now. Let's go the first show or the first panel. It, 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 it's the one that got the most attention, I think, because it's the first what's next. It's on the main stage after the uh, the uh, the opening ceremony. Uh, there's a lot of uh, demo space allocated for games in this area. So people are questioning, you know, what could this mean? Uh, and people were expecting Diablo 4 to be announced at BlizzCon. And then within the last week or two, we got a little thing from Blizzard saying, hey, we know you guys are expecting Diablo 4. Don't get so hyped up about it because it's not coming yet. And now everybody's wondering, like, well, what are they going to announce for Diablo? There's speculation about a Netflix series, which... It makes me wonder, because we're talking about that Overwatch cinematic, if the Netflix series is in the same style of animation as that Overwatch cinematic, I'll be all in on that, even though I don't really care about Diablo War personally. But, you know, that seems interesting. So so maybe we'll get that. It's already been announced, but people keep talking about, like, Diablo being on Switch being a big thing. Like, why are they get like, it comes out the day of BlizzCon. Why are they going to hype it? So, like, I guess obviously because they need to sell it. It comes out that day, but... Like, it's not an announcement for the future. It's like, this is a thing that you already knew about. It's just available now. I can't imagine that that's going to go over well with the Diablo fans. Diablo fans are starved for content. They haven't really, they had, what, two years ago, they had, two years ago, they, the, the, it was Frank Pierce closed out the opening ceremony when he announced the Necromancer pack. And that really wasn't a big thing that, you know, it's like they had, they had an expansion in the works and then they just cannibalized it. And then like they pushed it out as, as patches for free. And then the necromancer got sold as a, uh, you know, by himself. And so I know like, I don't, I don't think anybody here's really like a big Diablo player, but like, like, like what can, what can they do with Diablo? That's going to justify that, that first space after the, uh, after the opening ceremony or is Diablo just in a hopeless situation that no matter what they do, like everybody's just going to be like, wow, that was a bomb. <laughs> I don't think they can get away with just releasing another Diablo three expansion because everybody's played that content so much. Same if the, Oh, we got a character pack. I'm like, that's what we was 45 minutes on that. I don't think that's good. Oh, like, Ray, like, what, do you have any thoughts on Diablo? I mean, I still can't get myself to play it on PC. I never, ever played it on Xbox, and it was just kind of like everything melted, and then it wasn't fun. <laughs> 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 yeah, we played we played it through before any expansions, so like we never played it after any expansions, but we beat it like in its initial form, and then it was kind of like, oh, we'll play well. <laughs> We just never went back to it. That's that's been like the big sort of like the big sort of issue with Diablo has been like there's no good monetization for it. That like Overwatch has the loot boxes, WoW is your monthly subscription, Heroes, they sell the heroes, they have loot boxes as well. And there's no good monetization for Diablo. The monetization was supposed to be their cut of the uh the real money auction house. 
and that bombed. And it took them till Reaper of Souls to really fix the game and get it into a good state. And so, like, uh, you know, and the game's kind of been just hanging there in limbo for the last, what, you know, when did Reaper of Souls come out? Like 2014? Like, it's been a while. It's been a while, yeah. And so it's one of those things where I know it was a long time, because what was it? Like Diablo 2 came out like 2000, and then Diablo 3 came out like 2012 or something. Like, it was a long time. It was a long time between Diablo 2 and Diablo 3. I mean, maybe we get the Diablo 2 remaster. Maybe Diablo, Diablo yeah. 1 remaster, but I don't... Why would you put that on the main stage right after the opening ceremony? Well, I think... That, that wouldn't really theory. be what's next anyway. It's kind of like what was. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, we'll, yeah, we'll, 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 yeah. We're gonna, I think we're going to face the same issue with WoW when we talk about that in a few moments, but... My my theory is that like none of the games really have any big like home run announcements to make here. There's no there's no Overwatch announcement. There's no WoW expansion. There's no 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 Diablo Four. Like none of the games have any big thing that they can be like bam. Like this is the BlizzCon. Like oh like people you know like you talk to like, you people who go to BlizzCon like oh yeah I was there for the Warlords announcement or I was there for Overwatch. You know like what what do people in 2010 say? I was there for Geek Is. <laughs> like there's no and, and don't get me wrong geek is, geek is geek is is probably like one of the most fascinating things to look at because it's literally metzen taking the convention on his back for oh, like 20 minutes however long he spoke and like just saying like i we got nothing but i'm gonna get you hyped for nothing <laughs> and he does it he does it and they don't have him anymore. So now, now, like, what do they do? That there's like none of the games. Like, I don't think I fully expect Diablo fans are going to be like rioting at the end of this because they're going to. Maybe they get the Netflix announcement. Maybe they get a mobile game. I feel like a mobile game is something that could happen for any of the games. That we know that Alan Adham has his incubators where you know they're, they're working on the various projects, all the developers that they pulled in. We don't know what they're going to produce. I feel like, you know, like maybe it could be a Diablo mobile game. Maybe it could be a WoW mobile game. Maybe it could be an Overwatch mobile game. That's where we're going to get your little PVE content. And I'm using air quotes on that there. And, you know, that's going to be your Lord delivery system is you're going to be some kind of little like, you know, I don't know. Maybe it'll be like a match three, like match three Overwatch symbols, get a story in Overwatch. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know what they're going to do with that. But, but like, I f it just seems like none of the franchises are in a position to deliver this year. And I find that fascinating because the last time that that happened was six years ago in 2012 and there was no BlizzCon. They just said, Hey, we've got a lot of stuff coming out in 2012. We're too busy. We can't do it. And then the last time there was no BlizzCon before that was 2006. It feels like every six years, like the franchises just line up like some kind of like planetary alignment where the cycles all hit the wrong way and there's just nothing. They're just rolling snake eyes across the board. And I, if not for the community aspect and if not for the esports aspect, cause there's a lot of championships that happen at BlizzCon. I feel like they should have just called a mulligan and just said, Hey, you know, come to, come to Anaheim. You know, we're, we'll, we'll have, you know, we'll have some panels. We'll talk about like cinematics and stuff, but we're not going to have, you know, we're going to have a very short opening ceremony. Like maybe just more comes out, hands the torch over to Brack. No big announcements. And you know what? And I think if you do that, then that justifies like train being your, your closing act because it was a low key year. 
<laughs> yeah, I mean, I think I think you're right. Part of the problem, and especially this goes with, I guess, more specifically with Diablo, is that Blizzard has that everything is games as a service, right? Everything is games as a service. The issue with that is that you have to have a revenue stream for every game, you know? And with Overwatch, like, oh, yeah, our revenue stream be loot boxes. They'll just keep buying these fucking loot boxes. Nah, dog. Nah. Like, once you once you realize that, you know, you could open up a 50-pack of loot boxes and not get anything that you wanted, that you stop. Something that they should have did for Overwatch specifically, something they should have did from a, a while ago with Overwatch, was give you character-specific loot boxes. That's what they should have done. They don't did. have that? No. Well, no, they do. They can do it because when Hammond came out, they gave you two Hammond loot boxes. So they do have it available, but you can't buy character-specific loot boxes. I think what they were worried about was that the hype of Overwatch was all a facade, right? It was like, okay, there's tons of hype behind the game because we're Blizzard. But not. They, it's almost like they did not have faith in the product. Like, not everybody's going to buy this, and we need to keep people buy, playing this game so let's put loot boxes into the game and let's make it completely random so they keep playing to get the things they want. But, you know, hardcore players or, you know, you don't even have to be a hardcore player, but, you know, you eventually stop caring about the skin you have on. Like, when, the only time I can appreciate my skin is when I'm picking my character. I'm like, oh, yeah, I have that really nice baseballs and yada skin. I'm going to throw golden balls at everybody, you know. But when the shit gets going, I don't even notice that his... <laughs> Orbs or baseballs. I don't notice. If, I, I just if you get play of the game, then you get to see your little thing that you do your victory celebration in the dance. You know, and that's, and that's got the skin on it. That's true. So, the, the so av- that encourages you. You want to play better, so you get play of the game, so you can see that fancy skin that you're using with the baseball. So the average game lasts like let's say ten minutes. I get to appreciate my skin for thirty seconds. Okay, <laughs> that's it. That's it. But you know what I'm saying, like, it, it doesn't become as important. What they should have did early was they should have made character loot boxes available when they re- when they had millions of people playing the game, you know, they, they should have made character loot boxes available because then though people would like people who really like characters would just buy character specific loot boxes at that point. And that's a better revenue. Um with Diablo, like you said, the the planned revenue for that because they made when Diablo 3 came out, I think they had already announced that every game that they had was going to be a game as a service, right? I think I don't, that, think they a, I don't think they had formally announced it, but it was it's like watching it was just like watching a pattern. Like they, they didn't need to announce it. We could see what was going on. Right. But I think they made like an official I don't I don't know if they actually did they, they said something I'm pretty sure they said something on games. That company was shitty under Morhan. They said something on, on gamesindustry.biz about it, I'm pretty sure. That every game like every game is gonna be treated as games as a service. This is when we were doing the old Nash cast, I was up on the news. But <laughs> the um the uh, you know the 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 idea for for the revenue stream for Diablo bought, bombed, and just to repair their reputation, they had to fix that. But it's like they didn't think further. Like, well, how are we going to maintain this as you know games as a service? You know, to keep content coming out or something like that. My thought would have been, you know, obviously as a non-game developer, you know, my thought would have been is that at that point you want to try to have regular expansions you know you want to have regular expansions that that was the plan there was a leaked product uh listing and i think it listed originally two expansions for diablo 3 yeah and one of them came out like on schedule and then the second one never materialized and that as i said they they cannibalized some of the content for that there were like two completely free content patches that just added zones out of nowhere 
and everybody's like, this kind of feels like part of a patch. And yeah, it was, there was a patch that they had cannibalized that way. And I, I think, I think the problem, the problem, I think it's, it's, people have analyzed the problem with the, the, the real money auction house, but it undercut the, the core gameplay of like acquire loot, feel good about yourself, kill more stuff, acquire more loot. It was just now like, go buy loot on the auction house, <laughs> pay money for it. And it's like, well, now what? Now I, now I just got stuff. And it, it was because I mean, in theory, you look back at like Diablo two, where you like, people were selling stuff on eBay for tons of money. And they're like, if we just get a fraction of that, that'll fund the game you know, at infinitum, as long as people keep selling stuff, we just have to keep making cool shit. I think it's the same thinking that they have with the overwatch loot boxes. As long as we keep making cool shit, people will keep buying it. And at some point I think people get tired. Like, like people have enough cool shit that they don't need to buy it. I mean, even, I mean, that's part of like, wow. Like they keep putting out like new mounts and stuff. And it's like, I don't even use the new, I, I, I work to get the mounts, but like, I don't even use the new mounts that I get. I still got, you know, the handful of mounts that I've acquired like two or three years ago. And then it's like, it's really all I use. Maybe I'll favorite it. Maybe I'll see it if I ever take the flight master and Dalaran, but right. No, I, well, I mean, like, so wow has its revenue stream, right? Yeah. So it's, it's less, it's less crucial there. Yeah. And, then, and even then they, they supplement it where they'll put cool new mounts on the store. Yeah. And I, and I know the reason why Diablo is still alive period is probably because of the amount of money that wow was putting in, you know? That's the year that WoW is pulling in. It's pulling in, you know, bonkers amounts of money. So, you know, that's probably one reason they've been so lazy about the revenue model for Diablo, which is technically speaking good for the gamer because that means they're not going to put out trash, right? They're going right. to, they're not just going to put out things that are money grabs, uh, but you need to put something out. Diablo three does not have PVP, correct? Still, no. They could. They never. They could never make it work. And one of the things that they did, they intentionally chose not to make it work because the whole premise, the way the way they fixed the loot system was to just give you loot that so overpowered your character, like it wouldn't work in PVP. They'd have to set up some kind of whole like like it's it's the Destiny problem, where like you get all these sweet legendaries and exotics that just don't that just ruin PVP for everybody. And so Diablo's solution was just don't do PVP. And you can run around and get you know be super powerful and but mow the, down stuff. The thing about it doesn't matter. Destiny though is that if everybody has those weapons, <laughs> then it's okay. Like the reason why I'm not playing the Crucible now in D two is because I know I don't have weapons that I need to have, <laughs> so I don't do it. Um, the only weapons you need are your fists. That's the only weapons you need, <laughs> Nick. Nick is Mister Punchy, and in, in Destiny, that's all he does. <laughs> but like. Um, yeah, I mean, Destiny has, like, don't get me wrong, like, Destiny has weapons that uh that were super powerful, and in my opinion, just, like, way too cheesy, but the thing is, like, when everybody got those weapons, it wasn't as bad. Like, when everybody got the Galahorn, which, if you don't know what the Galahorn is, let me tell you about this shit, okay? <laughs> it, it, it is a rocket that you shoot, right? I'm pretty sure it tracked, it's either, it either tracked, I can't remember, it's been so long, it either tracked people or it had a proximity explosion, which means if it was missed somebody, but it was close enough to him, it would explode. But when it explodes, it turns into smaller rockets that then track the person that you were trying to kill. That was the Galahorn. <laughs> now, if everybody gets a Galahorn, it's a level playing field. Now it's about who can get the ammo for the Galahorn first. That's what the competition was. That's what, the, that's what it really came down to. Because if you didn't get that ammo, you were fucked. You know, you know it doesn't need ammo. Fists. Yeah. <laughs> but I, I, I don't get. I mean, the Blizzard has the resources 
to have some of the the best multiplayer engineers work for them if they wanted to. They have the resources for that. Don't tell me they don't. They're paired with Activision, the largest publisher in the world. <laughs> you do. If anybody has it, you, they have it. They Even can without make that it work. pairing, Bl- Blizzard has the resources to do whatever they want. Yes. Literally, like they have all the money. Yeah. <laughs> so they can make it work if they really want to. I just, I'm assuming that Diablo is just a lower priority for them, and I don't know why they don't have a large library of games. Blizzard is one of the largest developers in the world. Like, I'm pretty sure they have over 4,000 employees there. That's fucking yeah. huge. They're massive. They're yeah, they're massive. They're massive. Like, why? They're massive with a small library. I thought that was the whole point. Your massive, small library of games. So you have, you know, because of that, you have, you're able to make these incredible quality products, you know? So it leaves question marks like, why are you not putting more attention to Diablo? Why did the end of StarCraft 2 sucked? I don't know. Well, these we questions don't know. need to be answered. We don't know how much attention they're putting to Diablo. We know they're putting attention to Diablo. We know Diablo 4 is in the works because they basically all become, came out and said it. They said something like, what, good things come to those who wait, but evil sometimes takes a little bit longer. Okay. Like, they've basically said, like, Diablo 4 is coming. We're just not going to announce it now. And that's fair because they announced, what, Diablo 3, like, four years before it came out? Like, and that felt like too long of a time. And so, I mean, maybe what they... The, Maybe all they do is they just, they don't actually say anything about Diablo 4. They don't say what's actually, you know, what it's going to be about. We know it's going to be about Diablo, obviously, because it's Diablo. But maybe the only thing they do is just to close the opening ceremony because they need something. They just give us a logo. And then they don't really talk about it after. They could do what Bethesda (laughs) did with the next Elder Scrolls game. (laughs) Right. Right. Which yes. was, in my opinion, like the worst movie. Like, yeah, we know we know you're going to make another Elder Scrolls game. Like, we know that's going to happen. But I didn't need to see this picture of mountains. Just show me when you actually have something to show me. Maybe they'll use the same Elder Scrolls mountains. They'll just put the Diablo 4 logo <laughs> over it. <laughs> but, but, yeah, so Diablo 4 is not coming. There's There might be some stuff coming for it. And it's I don't think that the Diablo fan base is going to be happy with that. So let's move on. I think the the one the panel after Diablo 4 is the World of Warcraft panel. So let's talk about that. That's our our bread and butter here. Um what are you guys expecting out of this panel? <laughs> Basically the last Q&A that they had. Like, "Hey guys, we know stuff's fucked <laughs> up, but we have we're working on it." So Oh, and patch 8.1 drops on Tuesday. <laughs> <laughs> That sounds about right. <laughs> Probably just going to be putting out putting out fires and maybe talking about the next raid a little bit. Right, says, that something? sounds about right. What, you think? what Harv said. <laughs> do, do you guys think? Because obviously, like you pointed out, like Patch Eight Point One, Ian had that big presentation a few weeks ago that laid a lot of stuff out, and it seems like Patch Eight Point One should be hitting right about now. I think if you follow Legion's seventy-seven days, which wasn't quite accurate, but close enough. Like, I think it actually is like the Tuesday right after BlizzCon is 77 days since uh, since launch. So we're right around due. And I think if you look at the community, like starting to get antsy about content, we're due for something new here. So so that feels about right. But do you think we'll get any information on patch 8.2? It'd be nice since people are angry. <laughs> <laughs> It'll be 8.1.5 for sure. That's true. Let's talk about that. Do you think we'll get any new allied races? And if so, what allied races do you think they'll announce? Ooh. 
I can't remember which ones we haven't gotten yet. Because they said they had announced four, right? Maybe we're getting right. Colterans. Well, no, not, well, I'm, 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 they, they've announced Colterans because we have what High Mountain Torin, we have the Dark Iron Dwarves, we have the Magar Orcs. Uh, the Zandal the Zandalari trolls are announced, but they're not here yet. The Colterans are announced, but not here yet. Uh, the Lightforged Draenei and the Void Elves. I think that covers everybody. So beyond those eight, like, do you think we'll get any? Uh, like, David, they because they, they announced the Colterans and the Zandalari trolls a while ago. Do you think that they'll be like, oh, and coming in eight point two or eight point three or some point in the future? Here's some new allied races. Look at these models here. I personally don't need one. <laughs> I got Void Elves and I got Night Elves. <laughs> I mean, they just gave us so many. I feel like we don't need any more. Unless it's like their new thing now is just to give us new playable we races. need more character slots. It feels... Well, yeah, that's true. Well, no, there's, there's room for, I think, six portraits on that little banner when you pull down the Allied Races. So we're at like three... Right or no? Where I think we're at four. We we've got okay. four for each race, so we got two more spots. So I know supposedly the Sandland and the Mechanomes were, uh, or the Sand, or maybe it was the Sand Gnome, some kind of gnome, some kind of gnome, and the Sandland, the the the, the Elven vampires, were supposed to be uh, allied races allegedly. Um, maybe the Volpira. Uh, ogres. People have been. <laughs> Which fa- yeah. which faction gets the Volpira, or does it go both factions? Because I know people have like people as soon as they saw the Volpira, they were like, "Oh, we want these." It'd be cool if it went both, and like the pandas. <laughs> ogres would be cool. Yes, <laughs> ogres are long overdue. You just argue with yourself the whole time, right? <laughs> right. You can put them on a really little mount. One of those, you can do like Heroes of the Storm where they carry them yeah, out. Yeah, I was going to say, I'm carry them out. <laughs> and they run fast. <laughs> they <just> run. <laughs> or uh, did they ever talk about Naga as a not pop- yet. playable race? Not yet. And that, but that could be something. I feel like that might be like at the very end of the expansion. If at some point we're going to face a Shara, yeah. like at some point we're going to yeah. have to wind up working with some like good Naga. And like uh, they're gonna they're gonna throw it up there and be like playable race Naga, not gonna happen. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> I'm I'm proud of you, Harv. That was a good joke. Yeah. So, dude, dude comes out and says you think you want exactly. You don't. Exactly. So, is there anything that if we don't get like because uh, like we know that the the community has been very upset about Azerite armor and blizzards put in a few fixes. Like they changed it. Now there's going to be a vendor in 8.1. So you can take some of your Azerite armor and actually try to target certain pieces and, and whatnot. And they're going to update the traits. So it's like they're trying, but like, I just, uh, it's one of those things. Like every time I see like, Oh, like blizzard announced this, like it's a step in the right direction. The community's like, yeah, but all this other stuff is completely broken. And, and you know, they they just, they just love like shitting on the devs right now. And so I'm just like trying to think like, is like what does blizzard need to do to make that stop other than make sure that the questions are all pre-screened. So nobody actually gets to ask them like a hard question. That's going to feel like they're (laughs) crapping on them. I don't know. Maybe they come out with a lot of information about classic servers because it feels like they've been pushing that really hard lately. If we give them a classic servers, people just shut up about it, right? They're going to make you eat it. Like you wanted it, 
Make you eat it. <laughs> I, want it. I know what I'm getting into. I've said that before. Well, that, that, some people do. Some people do, but I don't think a lot of people. I don't think so. It's like when people go back and play those old games that they used to love. Realize how much how how much they suck. Like, ooh. <laughs> or, 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 how much the graphics were in your head? Yeah. Like especially if you go back and play like right. PlayStation Two stuff. Like that was just a, like like we had not figured out the right resolution for things at that point. Like it is like, like at least for the PlayStation one, we were figuring out like general geometry. So it's like stuff was blocky, but it's like it was very abstract. PlayStation two was like, oh, no, we can like really like do pointillism. And it just did not. <laughs> that Those are hard games to play. If you go back and look but, at some of that old shit, dude, like you realize that UI design was at its low point in human history. <laughs> I guess what it felt like. Like the interfaces <laughs> were terrible. I mean, Ugh. I think it's just but. like you you play the games because that's how it was, and then you see something new, and then trying to go back is always different, right? Yeah, like that's like you, it was rose colored goggles, right? Like you know, you go back. Right. Some some old games really hold up well. Like if you go back and play like Jack and Daxter, you know that really held up really well over time. Because in the HD version that they have out for PS3 and PS4, they even have like the fucked up controls that would make you jump into a pool sometimes when you didn't want to. They kept all that in, so it was like you get to relieve it all. But it still holds up very well as as a action adventure game. But then if you go back and like, I think when did Deus Ex: Human Revolution come out? Like 2010, 2011, and it looked yeah, like somewhere around there. it looked like amazing at the time. Man, I played Human Revolution in 2014. I was like, what is this? <laughs> like, this looks like garbage. <laughs> the only thing in that game that looked good were our um, Jensen's glasses. That was it. That was the only thing that actually looked good in that game, you know? And they, they, but the, uh, you know, like I said, Rose Color Goggles, you know? That's, you they, things differently. They've made some changes because what they did is they took the classic game and like backfitted it onto the current engine. So certain advancements, like certain shadows and draw distances and stuff like that's going to be options in the game that weren't there back in 2004. Uh, and I know, for example, like uh, you couldn't play the original game uh, in uh, 1600 by 900. You can only play it in like uh, three by four. And so like now everybody has like widescreen monitors, like that's sort of the default. Like, yeah. So, yeah, they've, they're allowing you to like fix things like that. Yeah. I mean, like, it's like not pure classic in that regard. Some of that stuff you have to do, though, right? Uh, but, I mean, for the most part, though, the uh, the um, mechanics are going to be the same, you know? Yes. And that's where you usually are going to run into trouble because, I, I mean, I think everybody here except Harv probably knows my my stop playing WoW story. I told you before, right, Ray? Uh, well, I just remember the PvP stuff all the time. Okay. Well, let me refresh your memory. <laughs> this is when, at the moment, I stopped playing WoW, right? I'm in Ironforge. It's 3 a.m. I've been in Ironforge since 2 a.m. And I've been smelting bullets for an hour. (laughs) (laughs) I've been smelting bullets for an hour in Ironforge. And I was like, you know what? I think I'm done. And I was like, done with WoW at that point. I was like, I can't do this anymore. (laughs) You know, and that's, I think that's, that's actually not even full vanilla. That's after they had made some changes already to the game. You know? So you're going back before that. So yeah, like that's what I'm talking about. Like people not remembering that fun that fun stuff. You know? There's there's like yeah. three camps, maybe four, I think, but I think there's three. The one, there are people who 
very clearly know, remember vanilla, they very clearly know what they want out of vanilla and they are fine with what Blizzard's giving them because it's as close to vanilla as they're going to get officially. And they'll, you know, whatever, you know, smelting bullets and, and, you know, feeding your pet and, and making your own poisons and all that, all the, all of that stuff. They're fine with it. They know what they're getting into. They, they probably played on a private server so that it's, it's actually fresher in their mind than you might think. Right. There's the people who remember vanilla have not touched it in a long time. Remember the community aspect and, and forget how punishing the game was. I think a lot of that was, the, you know, a lot of the community aspect there was because the game was so punishing that you needed to work with the community. You know, like you didn't have, you know, people like to point out you didn't have LFR, you didn't have LFG. And so you had to talk and you had to wait at meeting stones and, and all that kind of stuff. And, you know, that's what fostered your server community there. And it's like, you remember all the good stuff, but yeah, you don't remember the hours spent smelting bullets and the hours spent, you know, like have, having to run around to learn, you know, like you got a new weapon. Oh, but it's not a weapon you've used before, even though technically you can use it. Now you go, you hit something, you know, your skill in swords is level one. Your skill in swords is level two. Your skill in swords is level three. <laughs> right. And you got to get it up to like 300 or something. So like, yeah, there's a lot of that. Yeah, exactly. Which people don't necessarily remember. And and I think, you know, they'll, they'll play it for a little bit. They'll get the feeling like, oh, hey, I remember that. And they'll get their level proficiency up to like 10. And they're like, okay, I'm done. And then, and then I think there's the people who they'll go in, they'll just check it out because they have access to it. Like they have access to the demo or, you know, depending on whether, you know, what sort of revenue model they have for it. You know, if there's no additional subscription, yeah. You know, go in, if you got a wow subscription, you know, make a level one character play for five, 10 minutes, be like, yeah, that's enough. And then you're done. And (laughs) I'm in that category. And so I think that it's really going to come down to how big is that first group? Because the other groups, they'll check it out. You know, maybe they'll log in from time to time, but they're not there for the long haul. That first group, like one, how long is it going to take them to burn through all the content? Because once that does, once they burn through that, then they're going to start asking for Burning Crusade. And two, like, are they big enough to justify this project? Like, I, I feel like Brack, like wanted to, I, I, like, I, I feel like Brack, especially if he knew a year ago that he was going to be replacing Morhan, if they don't do classic servers. That he knows, oh, now they're going to be like, well, now we know that the guy running the company does not want classic servers. That's why we don't have it. We got to get him out. We got to give him shit over this. We know he's against it. And I almost wonder if he was like, well, if I'm going to if I'm going to become president, then we need to start this project. So it looks it doesn't look like I'm holding it back. And I, I, I agree with him with the you think you do, but you don't. I think he was right on that for most people. I know, Jared, that's what you're basically saying is that. You know, he that people are going to go into this and they're going to check it out and they're going to be like, wow, this is way more annoying than we th- I remember it being. And this is really, you know, why do I want to play this when I can go play, you know, Battle for Azeroth or, or Legion 2, whatever expansion comes next. Not to, not and, to no, and, and play the modern game with all these quality of life features that are there and there's it's just better. And I can go in and sure, I'm going to get p- fussy about Azerite armor, but at least I can enjoy that game in a way that this game is just not even built to enjoy. Not to mention a lot of those people are older now too, right? So they even have less time to play the game. They probably have less time to play the game now, you know, and it's definitely easier to level up and do different things that you want to do. It's easier to do things that make you feel accomplished. Right. But in vanilla, wow, you had to put time in to, get you know for accomplishment right you know what i'm saying but 
but you know, you could have, let's say you started playing in 2004. Let's say you met your wife in the game. 2004, you, you meet your wife in the game. 2006, you get married. 2008, you have a kid. The kid's 10 now. You don't have to parent that kid as much as you did when he was younger. You've got that time back now. <laughs> now you can go and play the game and, and you can play with the 10 year old. Now you've got your raid team at home and you don't have to worry about finding him in group chat because he's right there. So actually that works out for people who hit that exact demographic. <laughs> you, you know what, Nick? Games <laughs> Industry Public Defender. Uh, how, what sample size of the wild community does it actually apply to? <laughs> Sir. Like 37 people. Yeah. Yeah. But they all have 37 kids, so it's kind of double. Well, we've played with people that I've talked to where they're like, parents and the kids aren't even in the same guild. I would hope not. Well, I, uh, uh, do you I'm wondering about that. Like, on the one hand, I'm like, yeah, that'd be cool to be playing like WoW with my kid. And the other hand, I'm like, no, no and I don't really want him playing with me either. Like, that's not <laughs> like, we'll see. We'll, we'll see when that day comes. But so one of, you know, one of the kerfluffles with classic is that, you know, the demo is available with the virtual ticket. I, I plan on checking it out. I, I hope you guys do, too. Um, you know, when, when that becomes available. But. Uh, they set a timer on it because they want, you know, they, they want to make sure everybody's access to the servers. And also it's akin to, you know, when you're playing at BlizzCon, you do the demo live. You only have like 20 minutes because they want to keep the lines moving. You can't just sit there and get, you know, get comfortable in your chair, play the demo for like three hours because you got people waiting behind you. So like people were upset. They're like, oh, why are they giving us a demo if they're going to time lock it? I've seen people complaining about the fact that there's no dungeons in the demo, that the demo is only locked to one zone per faction. It's only it's locked. You get levels 15 to 19, and then you can't do more than that, although you do have access to all the characters uh, or all the classes, so you can still play through multiple times. Like, Do you guys care about this? Like, I, I don't know. I'm, a, I'm of the mindset it's a demo. Like, They're going to lock stuff. Yeah. They're not going to give you everything. Are you guys like worried about this? Does this bother you guys? It's a demo. I don't know. Like you said, it's. I still have demo discs in their sleeves that haven't been opened in a pile somewhere in a box. It came with like yeah, EGM PSMs or PlayStation or my, Magazine. Even with my first PlayStation, I think it's, you know, still there. I don't really play demos as much. It's been a while. I mean, the last demos I probably played, I think, was like, yeah, well, we were doing reviews on the site, right? And it's like, Wildstar was a thing, and maybe Ion. Because <laughs> demos are now called yeah. betas. <laughs> right. <laughs> right. Yeah. I mean, I personally don't care about the demo, because I'm in the group. I know exactly what I'm getting anyways, so. You're not even going to check it out just a little bit because you can't. No, way. no, that, no that's, that's, I don't want my character to get deleted again. <laughs> <laughs> that, that's the way to go, though. Like, why spoil it? Like, when I when that, when a game is coming out or a movie's coming out that I know I'm going to watch, why watch the trailer? Why find out any information? I, I avoided Red Dead Redemption 2 information like the plague because I know I'm going to buy the game. I avoided Max Payne 3 information like the plague. Because I knew I was going to get the game. Don't ruin it. You know? I think in this case, the demo serves a very specific purpose. Because one, like we said, there's three groups of people that Classic pertains to. And one, like this demo gives them enough of a flavor that they can go in it. And especially for the people who don't remember, didn't play vanilla or, or, or misremember it. Oh, hey, I have to smelt bullets again. I'm out. Like, this gives them that opportunity. Play for 20 minutes. Find out, like, you know what? Okay, that's all I really need to get, you know, get out of this game. Oh, yeah, my pet can get angry with me and leave me. 
I don't need to go through this again. And I'm out. And they never need to actually play the, the real thing. So this actually kind of serves to get weed those people out of the system before the actual product launches. And it's nice because it at least gives, lets them play at level 15 to find that out as opposed to having to go from level one to 15, which can take like 10 hours because it's classic. Right. So it saves them some time. But I think the other purpose is for the first group, for the people that know they're going to get this product, that they know what they want out of classic, it lets them see what exactly Blizzard is changing, like what Blizzard's forced to change, like we said, like because they're retrofitting the system, a lot of modernization is still slipping in. There's going to be a button on, uh, it's, there's a button, uh, it's going to be called Classic on the settings field. It'll let you reset everything to be as close to what Classic would have looked like as possible given the parameters that they have in the system now. So you can hit that, it'll look as close to Classic as you're going to get. They can see what the UI is going to look like. Like I, I'm, I'm pretty sure there are people who want this product and they're legitimately curious about the decisions that Blizzard is making. This lets them see that. They can go in there. It's not like playing through the Barrens is going to spoil them on anything because they played through the Barrens before. And so, you know, really all they need is like the 20 minutes to get in, you know, ch you know, to make sure the systems look the way they remember them, you know, see some of the UI stuff. And then they can go on the forums. And in a way, this is a beta. They can go on the forums and say, hey, Blizz, this feels like classic. Keep this. Hey, Blizz, this doesn't feel like classic. You know, if, can you change this or is this something that we're stuck with because of the way you retrofitted the system? And then that can open up that dialogue. And I'm thinking the reason Blizzard is doing this, I'm thinking the reason why they, they decided to make this demo available to everyone because it's very unusual that they did that. And it's not just to justify that. I think this is the reason for the $10 increase in the cost of the virtual ticket. I don't think like, I don't think that they were like, Oh, we, we're going to increase the price. Let's throw a classic demo in there. I think they were like, let's, let's do this classic demo. Let's make it available to everybody with the virtual ticket as a way to see, gauge interest in the or gauge interest in the classic demo to see how many people actually log in and play it out of how many people are available that have the virtual ticket uh, and, and, and get, get a sense, especially see who keeps coming back and who gives them feedback, who, you know, logs in once for like five, 10 minutes and is done with it, never touches it again. And then they can use those numbers to figure out, well, how much should we invest in this product? You know, what kind of revenue model do we want to pursue? If they have enough interest, I think then they'll be like, Hey, yeah, we can definitely charge extra for this. If they don't, they can be like, yeah, if, if we try to charge extra for this, it's going to just die. So we'll, we'll make it free. Uh, to anybody that already has a WoW subscription, I think they're going to use this for a lot of their own research. And, you know, because that's, that's what they do. They take all the metrics from what we do and they figure out what they're going to do. So I, that's there's a lot going on with this demo that I don't think we're privy to. All right. <laughs> well, one last thing. People are getting, <laughs> people forget the Barons and Westfall. How much useless crab drops and very limited bag space, and they're going to hate their life. <laughs> it's like, oh, I've killed six mobs, and my bags are completely full. What the hell? I, I heard someone talking. I think it was on the uh, the Blizzard Watch podcast, and they were saying, like, like four levels, you're going to out-level the, uh, the the Barons in, in that amount of time. And I'm pretty sure, like, no. I'm pretty sure, like, I got into the Barons at level 15, and I didn't leave till I was, like, level 26. Yeah, like, no, the Barons take a long time. No, the, was, yeah, they take a long time, and the Barons was just massive. Well, the, the, just massive. The Barons was the reason I didn't play Horde. Like, I made a Horde tune, and then I was in the Barons for way too long, and I'm like, fuck this, I'm out. Like, I'm not, like, man, that was way before the smelting incident. <laughs> You know, so, <laughs> so like, yeah, like, like now, nah, like, it, it, you were this jail for so long. So, well, you are correct. <laughs> so, I mean, yeah, I think in that respect, like, yeah, the ba the Barons is actually a good 
a good choice for the demo because one, it's a zone that doesn't exist in WoW currently, you know, not in the state that it was. And it's also, it's large enough. It can handle that. And I don't, I have never played through Westfall, you know, so I, I don't know how that zone has changed. You're not missing years. nothing, man. You're like, go kill a bunch <laughs> of these boars and get a bunch of boar meat and go, go kill more of these vultures and get some vulture meat. <sighs> See, that's the barons, but instead of boars, it's scorpions. <laughs> you said, so you said it's only it's, those two, it's zones, only those in two zones in the demo. The demo is very restricted. So are, are they starting you out at yeah, level like 15? 15 to 19. Start- yeah, you start at level 15. Okay, okay. I was going to say, because the Westfall was your yeah. second zone. No, because especially, okay. too, one of the things that they did you know, in vanilla was that it took a while to get all your basic skills. Like as a hunter, you don't get your pet to level 10. Now you log in, you boom, you got a pet right there next to you. And so they didn't want you in the demo to be stuck, like building up your classes because anybody playing the demo presumably has played. Wow. Understands some of the basics and can figure out like, Oh, I have a pet. Let me know how to use it. Instead of having to be like walked through that hole, you know, go out and find a pet and learn to tame it and then come back. And now you've got a friend. Level one to 10 hunter and classic is not fun at all. Because it is so hard to kill some stuff. I'll bet. I you know I don't I I don't remember it being that bad, but it's like I only did it once, so I can't. <laughs> yeah, it is not a fun process. It's like playing a druid. You have like two spells the whole time, so you just that I also that I also did in classic, and that I remember not liking, which is why I still don't I don't play a druid. But that was the second character that I made. <laughs> was it the same thing for warlocks like were oh, you yeah, not able to summon a no demon right you had away? to you had to go and one of the trainers had to like teach you how to summon demons and then you actually had to, like yeah. bond it was level eight when you could get the first uh like uh amp. oh geez yeah so you put out a corruption and run around in circles and try well, and yeah, stay alive yeah Is that basically it okay all right or if you were or if you were lucky a wand and you could just keep auto attacking with the <laughs> yeah. wand oh yeah, geez so that, that sounds horrible yeah so there's a lot there for people to unpack (laughs) so we've been we've been at this over an hour so let's kind of go a little bit quickly here uh moving on uh real quickly with hearthstone um i'm personally happy with the state of the game i'm a very casual player does anybody else here play Uh, hearthstone i just like collecting packs and one day i'll open them (laughs) (laughs) yeah so so that that said, I personally like Hearthstone. I'm fine with it. I slum around like between like rank 20 and rank 18 on the ladder, and I just work on getting my golden heroes, and I'm fine with that. You know, give me a new expansion every four months, I'm good. But apparently, plenty of people were upset about tournament mode getting canned, and like people are like complaining that the overall game is too stale. It needs more modes, and I know that Blizzard is limited by what they're willing to do, given that the intended way to play the game or maybe not the intended, but they want to make sure everything they do can be done on the mobile client. So that restricts what they're able to do on the PC client, such as add additional modes and stuff like that. So what I'm thinking happened is that Broad, Ben Broad, you know, was the lead game designer on Hearthstone and he left and he took some of the team with him to go form second dinner, which is his new game company that he's working on stuff. And I think that he, that, that departure and the people that he pulled from the team, like those were the people who were working on tournament mode 
And like, especially Broad was the one directing tournament mode. And the thing about tournament mode that annoys me is that nobody liked the tournament mode that they were putting in. Everybody was complaining about it. That it's like basically tournament mode was going to allow you to play a little tournament with like a few of like your, your people around you. It wasn't some like online tournament where you could like arrange like 64 people across the country to all play. And you could like restrict decks and have people ban cards and all kinds of stuff like that. Like this was really just like a very casual, like, Oh, Hey, like three of us are sitting here. Let's do a tournament. And so you know, people were unhappy with the way tournament mode was being put in. And I think when Broad left and I think they promoted one of the people from the team, I think it was Donai who's the game director now, but they didn't promote him immediately. There was like a, a period of time before they did that. And I think that like Hearthstone literally like sat there with no direction for a little while. And we're seeing the effects of that now that finally he got in and he said, look, like we announced this tournament mode and it's not what we want to do. It's not what the fans want. And so we're just going to kill it now. And then we'll, we'll get to, you know, we'll still work on it in the background. Like we're not going to tell them that though, because that's, that's kind of like this, the big theme of this BlizzCon is Blizzard is working on what you want them to be working on, but they're not ready to tell you about it. And so, you know, so like they're working on that for Hearthstone and they're not really announced that. So they killed everybody's expectations because it was, they were supposed to have some sort of demo over the summer, which didn't materialize. And I think that like for everybody complaining about the game is stale, I think Blizzard can fix that. I think they have the team in place to fix that. I just think they're not at a point that they can do anything because they have to pick up from Broad's sudden departure. That he, because like, as I said, like, you know, talking about like Morheim to Brack, like Morheim is still with the company in advisory role. Morheim would have been more than able to prepare the company to survive the transition to Brack. Morheim has a vested interest in making sure the company survives. Broad has none of that. He was just like, hey, you know, I'm, I want out and, you know, and I don't know how much advance notice he gave to his bosses. And especially the fact that he took what Yang Wu and a few of the other people that, for him to have pulled them over, like that's got to gut the team. And I know the Hearthstone team is bigger than just like Broden Young Wu, and there's plenty of other people there. But I think like Hearthstone, unfortunately, all they can do right now is put out an expansion. And I feel like next BlizzCon, they'll be in good shape because the Dunai will have been running the game for long enough at that point that you know that they'll 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 have a good vision and a plan for where they want to go and maybe that's what we'll see is they won't actually be able to announce anything but they'll come out and they'll just be like look like here's the expansion and maybe give a little bit of a roadmap for what we can expect in the next year cuz the thing that surprised me is they're not doing a Hearthstone Q&A which like they're doing one for a while we're going to get all our stupid uh you know you know like why is Azerite armor terrible and and all that kind of stuff we're going to get those questions but they're not doing one for, for Hearthstone and it makes sense that they wouldn't because they're not ready to answer anything. They're not ready to talk about anything. They're still picking up the pieces and, you know, give them a year. They'll be fine. And I think the game will be fine. I know there's a bunch of stuff coming out right now. Uh, what magic's got a card game coming out. I think, uh, what's the other one? Eternal. I think that's another game that people play. Like, let those games come. They'll go, go Hearthstone will be fine in the long run. I think this year is just going to be maddening for anybody who wants more out of the game than what they're getting right now. And it'd be nice if there could be some sort of acknowledgement of that. I don't think there can be, uh, but uh, yeah, that's going to be difficult. Um, Starcraft as a panel, Jarrett, do you still play Starcraft? No, I mean, I actually, I went back to play a little Starcraft and I just got trashed. I'm like, I'm such a fraud. <laughs> I'm a fraud. I <laughs> just like, like unfortunately like with um every everything we're doing with wpr and prepared to attack i don't like 
I don't want to play StarCraft and be garbage at it because I used to be way better at it and I just remember the better times. And it's just like I'd, I'd rather not play than play and be trash. <laughs> you know? <laughs> it's, it's, are you, do you have any idea what you'd be expecting out of a StarCraft What's Next panel? It's on the second day for the record. I don't, All the other ones are on the first day. This is the one that's like buried on the second day. I think they're still trying to, from what I know about StarCraft, I think they're still trying to, I'm not going to say they're trying to revive, you know, the esports aspect of StarCraft, but they're just still trying to bolster. Like, I think last year, last year they made StarCraft free, right? Because that was definitely an attempt to try to bolster, you know, StarCraft esports and get people playing it again and stuff like that. They talked a lot about the AI development that they're doing or the, the projects that they're doing. I don't know if they're going to bring that up again or not, but I don't see how that's going to help them end game get people to play it uh, i know people like me to get me back into starcraft you'd probably have to release new story content for starcraft you know that's the thing like i, I don't know i and the thing about starcraft i mean it has a built-in map editor <laughs> you know like it can't be that difficult for them to make new starcraft content don't get me wrong i'm not saying it's like a breeze in the park but it's not like they have to build a whole new game you know oh. I, I know what is it when they finished Starcraft two, uh, they did have a meeting where they asked the team like, well, what do you guys want to work on next? And they didn't say what the result of that was, but that meeting happened. So they're <laughs> working on wasn't Starcraft. something. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> well, no, but you're, you're right though, because that's the thing is all, all the wow fans that saw that were like, say Warcraft four, say Warcraft four. So uh, that's the we'll thing. See. Like the Starcraft is their only RTS right now. I wouldn't be surprised if they're working on a Warcraft 4. I mean, like, they basically ended the StarCraft storyline, you know. They, they, that's over. Like, the, the, the conflict that started in the very star, first StarCraft and had a crescendo and decrescendo, it's all over. It is done. And, I mean, they would have to come up with a new world with new players or with new, like, characters, possibly even, you know, new races, like... I don't know if they're, I, I just don't think they're going to do that with StarCraft. Would StarCraft lend itself to a mobile client? Like, even if they put, like, StarCraft 1 on your phone? Oh, yeah, they have other RTSs on phone. Like, I don't see why they couldn't put StarCraft on phone. I mean, I wouldn't expect some super, you know, high APM matches coming from the phones, but, you know, it is something that you could do. Maybe something StarCraft related that's kind of like, um, uh, it's not like a, what, are the, what do they call those games? Like, um, XCOM, what are they called? Uh, Squad uh, based shooters or whatever. Uh, yeah, uh, like ta tactical. Tact yeah, like yeah. It's like it's like it's just like time strategy, not real time strategy. <laughs> like basically, yeah. it, it, that's the way it works. Like they can maybe do something like that, but I would think they'd still want to write like an RTS. I mean, with Command and Conquer dead, EA shot that shit in the head over over E three. By the way. Um, uh, Starcraft is like really the only RTS out there right now that's worth playing. So uh, if Starcraft goes, the genre goes as it stands right now. Starcraft <laughs> Battle Royale goes. Yeah. Yeah. Battle Royale. That, that sounds like that should be their slogan. Like if Starcraft goes, so goes the RTS genre. <laughs> they just plant their feather. <laughs> yeah, I just can't, I can't think of any other RTSs right now that are really worth playing. Because, you know, sometimes somebody could come out with one, but it's just not that great. I just I don't see it happening, unfortunately. And then... Let's see what the, the other the last game is Heroes. As I said, I think Heroes overall. I think the community's 
they're probably the only one I'm not worried about. Like, I feel like, it, well, I guess StarCraft, I think they're just assuming nothing's really going to ha- come anyway, so they're not too upset. Right, yeah. Um, but as far as, like, all the other, like, you know, like, I expect, like, people to be upset with whatever Diablo is not announced. I expect people to be upset with, like, what WoW it doesn't talk about in Hearthstone. But Heroes, I think they're in an okay space. Uh, there's speculation. We may see the first non, uh, non-Blizzard non IP uh, hero. And by the, I don't mean, like, non-Blizzard, uh, like... I mean, like non-existing character, like it won't be something from Warcraft or uh, or Diablo. It'll be uh, the first like original character for the Nexus. There's speculation they might add one that into Heroes. Uh, so I'm sure we'll get a little cinematic and at least two characters announced. Um, does anybody else play Heroes? Uh, not that I've played since Battle for Azeroth launched, but I did. I did have a good like three months there where i was logging in every day yeah we play ca- i mean i play casually too like I, I refuse to get into competitive because the only character i play is a guard and that's just not fair to everybody else <laughs> it's not fair <laughs> yeah i played it until like two days in some guys sitting there screaming at me you're the worst player i've ever seen i'm like i've played it for two days <laughs> and then i'm like okay i, I quit i played to get the mounts and wow yeah, I did that too. Yeah. Oh. So maybe maybe we'll see more of those cross promotions then. More you can play play uh play in heroes, get mounts in classic wow. That's what they should do. But you have to <laughs> But you have to keep them in your bag because you don't have a mount tab. Oh my you can't God, use yes. it till you're forty. Oh, <laughs> gonna annoy people. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I know the so in like two years. The heroes community must hate those promotions. They must hate it. Because I hate Overwatch free weekends. Can't fucking stand them. Can't stand Overwatch free weekends. But like, yeah, like for the and because those those Overwatch free weekend is like a couple days. He, and even like the Overwatch events, like the first like couple days of it are, are kind of bad because just bad people come back to playing. But those heroes events last for weeks. <laughs> you have these people who don't play your game invading your game just to get something in their game. But I, as somebody who's, who's done those events as and not really played heroes, like it seems easy enough to get in and join a group of other people who are there just for the mount. And you can actually do that uh, against like the AI. So like usually, usually I think there's been a few times where maybe it's not true, but usually you can like just it's the only real thing you see is in chat where everybody's like, oh, hey, I'm looking for somebody else to, you know, do some AI matches with me. And then you group up with enough of them, you fight an AI, and then you're done. So I think outside of like the chat spam, it may not be as bad as you're saying. Oh, I'm just talking from experience in Overwatch. I feel your pain. I know that feel, bro. I hear you. You know, Hearthstone has to love those promotions. It's like, oh, look at all these shitty players that we just roll over constantly. Uh (laughs) Well, that's... You know, that's another thing, too. Like, Hearthstone, they just fixed their new player experience, and they expanded a whole bunch of levels and stuff. And so, supposedly, like, that'll be better, and it'll, it won't, it would actually keep the new people when they come in from uh, from encountering that. But they haven't done one of those promotions in a while. They did that uh, They did that for the mount at first, and I think that was it. So, we'll see. Maybe that was we'll get the last time I played Hearthstone. <laughs> right. Maybe, maybe that's what they'll just do. They'll just be like, are you upset with our game? Go play the other game. Go play Hearthstone for a little bit. You're playing too much WoW. <laughs> and as long as you're not one of those people who plays all the Blizzard games, like you can move on to another game and you won't be so upset with that uh, that community and those developers. They're just like divorced so, kids. They just keep the pushing us around onto someone else. Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. uh, 
Well, you know, Morheim is leaving us. I did. Daddy. Here's an outlandish prediction. They introduced an Azerite system in Hearthstone. Cool. <laughs> so. I, I hear about you guys complaining about this show. Like every show it must be really bad. <laughs> yeah, you, 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 it's frustrating. <laughs> I I don't think it's that bad. But I'm, I think I'm on the I'm just casual enough that I don't really feel it. But yeah, if you're if you're trying to if you're if you're trying to gear up and get best in slot for all your all your gear. Blizzard explicitly does not want you to get best in slot for all your gear. So they make it nigh impossible. And that's really sort of the, the crux of the matter is that you can't, you can't get the, you can't target the gear in the way that you would want. If you're trying to, you know, like min max your stats and all that. And if you're like that kind of like, you know, like hardcore player who likes to do that, uh, you'll get frustrated easily. Mm, gotcha. <laughs> Did that, did that make sense, Harv? Oh, yeah. That's pretty much the entirety of our frustration. So, so let's uh, let's get close to wrapping up here. Uh, before we wrap, uh, finish out here, um, did we talk about the bands like on seconds. here? Did we talk about them in pre-show? <laughs> for two seconds. So the for the longest time, they didn't announce bands or bands, a band. Uh, and then finally, like two days ago, like they were like, oh, crap, we have to announce this because the co- the convention's like here. Uh, and so they announced we get not one, not two, but three bands and like some kind of musical festival where they'll have three stages and each of the bands will be on a different stage. Uh, we have Lindsay Sterling. Uh, she of the what is like pop violin, uh, but she plays a lot of nerdy stuff. Like one of the thing I always hear is she does uh, like the Zelda theme. So you have, you have Lindsay Sterling, you have Christian Narn. Uh, Hodor on Game of Thrones, but he's also like, what does he do? Like EDM? He's like a DJ. Yes. Yeah, so he'll he'll be playing that. And then you have Train of uh, Drops of <laughs> Jupiter fame. So that's there's been a lot of people upset about the bands. Either they don't know, like or don't you know, like like because these well one like it's not the usual like pop rock metal that Blizzard tends to hit, and so especially train that's it's very like not even that's like like i don't want to say elevator music but I, I can't come up with the right it's not like all it's like pop adult contemporary maybe not even that <laughs> it's closer though it's close yeah it's i can see how like well one i feel like if you like Lindsay sterling you, even if you if you like Lindsay Sterling, let's say you like Lindsay Sterling and Train, you're probably not in EDM. If you like EDM and Train, you're probably not like. I feel like they're they're eclectic enough that you, nobody's gonna like all three of these bands. And there's people who always shit on the band every year because there's always people. It's like oh, when it was Lincoln Park, like oh Lincoln Park or whatever. Like it's just uh, I don't know. I feel like people make too big a deal out of the band. Like you, you go to the show it, for the people who are going to the show. You, you're going for Blizzard. Blizzard's the main event, not the band. The band is an afterthought. <laughs> and like, maybe you go to the show if you like it. Otherwise, go play the demo stations. Otherwise, hang out with all the other awesome Blizzard fans that are there. Like the band, if the band is not for you, the band is not for you. And that's fine. And I feel too many people have complained about this and it doesn't matter. Do Like we keep, we know who closed the shows out every year because we keep the list in our head. But does anybody really care like what Muse did last year? What songs Muse played? Did you guys even remember Muse closed out the show last last year i did not. i did <laughs> so i mean 
what Ozzy played the one year, Metallica played the one year, and it's like, you know, that's great. If you're into the band, that's great. If you're not into the band, like really, I like I feel like there are people out there based on the way they complain about stuff. The only reason they buy tickets to BlizzCon is for the virtual items that they hated this year and the bands. That's it. They just want to get stuff in their game and then see a band. And if they don't like either of those things, the two hundred dollars was worthless and they don't care about the rest of the show. And then you get the group of people that only want the wild WoW demo and they spent the $50 on the demo. And I'm like, right. what are you doing, man? <laughs> yeah. And they're like, Oh yeah. They, I spent my $50 for a wild WoW demo and it's time limited and I can't play it that much. And it's like, it's a demo. What did you expect? Like, I, 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 I like, I don't know. I, I mean, if you, I, cause I know there are people who buy the ticket specifically for the items. And like, if that's what you do, you know, I'm, I'm sorry that you feel like you got gypped because you didn't get a mount or a pet this year. And wow, you got a cloak and a banner. I personally like the cloak, but that's besides the point. But I buy the virtual ticket. I, I would buy the virtual ticket. Even if I, we weren't doing this podcast, even if I didn't have, you know, like, cause I, what, I used to have the wow column. If I didn't work for mash those buttons at all, I would still buy the virtual ticket because I like what they, I like the actual virtual ticket product. I like seeing the panels. I like, you know, getting the Q and a, I like being able to go back and rewatch them when I want. I, you know, I get it on my phone. I get it on my computer. I, you know, I, I can, you know, I, I get the other panels and stuff, not just the Q and a, like the voice actor stuff. That's the last question I wanted to ask, ask you guys before I got all worked up on this rant about the bands. What panels are you looking forward to other than just like the journal? What's oh. next? I usually yeah. like the cosplay one. Yes. I usually like the WoW Q&A one, but I feel like it's going to be all the same questions. There's going to be something in there. The one nice thing about the WoW Q&A is that like one of the developers always says something that they didn't mean to. <laughs> so we'll get something. Are, are we allowed to say this? Yeah. And they're exactly. looking oh. at the other ones? Well, um, since... Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I don't know, what is it, like a third of my raids going to be missing this week? They're going to be at BlizzCon, so I'm just going to ask them for lots of pictures, because there's people from all over going to be meeting each other there. That's all five cool. of them. That's <laughs> cool. Jarrett, what else are you looking forward to? Uh, I, I don't know, man. <laughs> just like... <laughs> I, I just have a strong belief that they're gonna that they know that they 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 can't just let Overwatch sit, right? They know they can't do this. I know that they know this. I know that they are they know that they, they can't get comfortable. So I, I, I have a strong belief that they're going to surprise us with something like maybe like a new game mode or something like that. We know we're gonna get a new cinematic, it's probably McCree because he's on the uh, the 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 box art or the uh, the cover art or show art whatever they call it for BlizzCon he's on that uh, we're gonna get a new character but um, I think because they're not gonna show us a new map they might show us a new game mode um, which usually would actually come with a new map so it might actually been like a little hidden thing in there but I mean other than that for Overwatch they kind of have the same stuff they've been having for years right they got the uh, they got the, the what's next, and then they have the um, the the what's the word the voice actor panel, and that's pretty much it. And then creating character art. Like I don't really see much in there for Overwatch uh, that I'm going to be looking forward to. The one thing I do watch at BlizzCon that I would never watch anywhere else 
are the World of Warcraft, like um, PvP battles that they have. Those things are highly entertaining. <laughs> uh, highly entertaining. Especially if you put like chicken music onto it. It's highly entertaining. <laughs> and I watch those for some reason, but that's about like it. watching real sports. Well, those people... Yeah. yeah, those people are very skilled at what they do. They're they're not messing around. But yeah, they do run around like a chicken with their head cut. Yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah. Like this was not made to be an esport. <laughs> <laughs> That's what it looks like, but it's highly entertaining. I really enjoy watching the StarCraft finals. Yeah. Like I watch it and it makes me want to play the game. And then I load up StarCraft and I'm horrible. <laughs> and I'm like, oh yeah. <laughs> Nice. Yeah, it's tough, man. It's tough out there. It is, and I think any any final thoughts here? Because I think we're 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 long overdue to wrap this up. I hope everybody else enjoys things that they want to enjoy there. Indeed. Harv, anything? Not really. Um, I hope they surprise us with some stuff because. <laughs> I feel like we have a habit lately of being just Debbie Downers about everything, and I hope they give us some stuff to get excited about. Well, if if this BlizzCon sucks, you can only imagine that BlizzCon 2019 is going to be awesome. <laughs> so oh, they, yeah. They, yeah. They, <laughs> you know, Blizzard's not a company that just kind of sits around and just kind of you know, waits to see and hopes the money just kind of rakes in. They are one of the few developers, I shouldn't say one of the few developers, but one of the, out of the big developers, right, out of the big publishers, they're one of the ones that are constantly trying to do new things in games and push limits, and they definitely have a community first and a gamer first mentality, which is part of the problem with Overwatch competitive. If you want to hear more about that, just listen to Watchpoint Radio. We'll talk about that more a lot. It has a lot they, they, their attitude toward games does not change across the board, and they're one of the. And their their gamer first mentality is is great for us. So just because you know if this year's BlizzCon sucks, I mean it's gonna suck. That's just the way it's gonna be. But I wouldn't get too upset about it because you know the next BlizzCon is gonna be fucking awesome. You know. So that's that's all. There's some there's my positivity for the rest of the year. I am out of positivity <laughs> for the rest of the year. <laughs> out. Like, like next year we're getting all of the Diablo announcements. Yeah, and we're right. getting the new WoW expansion and all that. Oh yeah. So, so sell your tickets for this one. Save it for next year. <laughs> Eric, do you have any final thoughts? Mm, I'm kind of in the same boat as Harv. I just I know we've been hoping for something good. I hope they give us something surprising. Maybe maybe the whole reason they said there wasn't going to be a Diablo 4 announcement is so that they'd throw us off and say that there is a Diablo 4 announcement. Just to fuck with you. It's, it's certainly possible. I mean, they, te- they technically didn't say, you know, they didn't literally say there's no Diablo 4. It was a very cautiously, you know, carefully worded th- announcement. So mm-hmm. it's possible. It's possible. But <laughs> I, I don't know. I always think like, like E3, whenever we talk do like E3 coverage, I always look at all the announcements that come out in the week before E3. And I'm like, well, if all these games are being like leaked or announced in the week leading up to E3, what are they going to have at E3 that's going to surprise me? I feel like I know everything that's going to come out at E3. And then the E3 just blows me away because there's so much other stuff that I had no idea was coming. Mm-hmm. And I think that like if Blizzard is capable of doing that, because like I said, I feel like their main 
you know, like a lot of their main games are kind of like just in an off year. And it, you know, it happens. It's not, it's not a bad thing necessarily. It's just, they don't know, you know, you don't, you don't always have something to announce. And it's just like, you know, they need somebody to step up to the plate this year, hit a home run. And nobody's, nobody's making any connection to the ball at this point, but like there still has to be something that they've got up their sleeve. They have enough. There's enough stuff that they're working on and enough stuff that we don't know about that, you know, maybe it's not the Diablo announcement. Maybe it's not the heroes announcement. Maybe it's not the wow announcement, but something is going to catch your attention and you're like, yeah. And, you know, maybe in a way it's like, you know, I said, like, you know, everybody talks about like, you know, Oh, like, you know, 2010, that was the geek is year, you know, 2013, that was the warlords announcement, 2014 overwatch that, I don't know if like this might be the year where they're just like, yeah, there was just a lot of little cool stuff and no big thing. And maybe that's okay. Otherwise it's going to be the year like, oh yeah, this was the year that absolutely nothing happened and train was terrible. And that's, <laughs> that's really not where you want to go. Maybe they make a battle Royale game just to jump that's... on the bandwagon with everyone else. <laughs> but they'll do something different about it. Cause like, even with like heroes, it wasn't a MOBA. It was like, you right. know, it was, it was their own take on it and it'll be, it won't be battle Royale. It'll be like, I don't know. Like, like it'll just be like a war space or something. <laughs> I feel like Ray cringed when you said Battle Royale. I know. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Can't help that. That's ingrained at this point, isn't it? Yeah. Oh, God. <laughs> All right. Well, at, th- at this point, let's go ahead and let's, let's wrap this up. Cause this, I should have realized this was going to go long cause it wasn't a normal episode here, uh, but this has been our special edition Wow Talk, Cross with Watchpoint Radio, Mash Those Buttons, Pre-BlizzCon, Extravaganza. Thank you. Are we we even using the Heat Kings intro song? I don't know. If we do, thank you to Heat Kings. If not, it doesn't matter. Thank you to Jarrett for being here, not just producing and editing, but actually being on the show. It's great to have you. Great to talk with you. We got to podcast more often. We should we should have a show that uh, we do together on a regular basis. Yeah, like I wish we did have a show that we do a regular on a regular basis. Hint, hint. Mashcast coming yeah, back we'll, 2019. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah we, we don't have any announcements to make right now, but maybe at the, in our pre-BlizzCon 2019 show. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, while Classic's coming, we could just do a show while we all smelt bullets. If we do, if we do a WoW Classic show, and I'm not saying that we will. Because most likely we will not. But if we do, the name has to be Smelting Bullets. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, this quitting. is why I quit the game. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> quitting WoW all over again. Oh, man. What a time. <laughs> so thank you to Jarrett for producing and editing and being here and being a great guest. Thank you, everyone, for hanging out in the chat room. Thank you, everyone, for listening. We are at WoW Talk MTB on Twitter. Also at MTB site, uh, find us on Facebook at facebook.com slash mash those buttons. Also on YouTube at youtube.com slash mash those buttons. Jarrett, where can people find you? Where can people find Watchpoint Radio? Where else can people find mash those buttons that I forgot about? Uh, well, you can find Watchpoint Radio on Twitter at twitter.com slash Watchpoint Radio. You can find me on Twitter at twitter.com slash Church of Jaw. Watchpoint Radio streams every Tuesday night around 9 p.m. Eastern Standard Time right here on this channel. So twitch.tv slash mash those buttons. And, I mean, you can find mash those buttons in, like, you know, Twitter, that MTV site, Facebook, uh, which uh, I don't necessarily recommend, but people still message me there. I still catch them from time to time. <laughs> oh, but it's on, it's on Facebook as well. And, uh, yeah, I mean, I think every show has their own email address. You guys have your own email address, right? 
Yep. Yeah. So yeah, that's how that's how you, that's how you reach out or the Discord, which is great. You can go to discord.me/slash/mash-those-buttons. Yeah, the, the Discord, which is great for Watchpoint Radio, not so great for the WoW. <laughs> that's your fault. That's your, hey. I know. That's, I, know. <laughs> I, I know. Kurt Barrow was in there for a little bit. We we're talking back and forth, but you know, I haven't seen any good memes on Reddit for me to post over there. So, well, that's if you only post memes, then nobody's going to talk to you, Nick. <laughs> <laughs> that's the that's the well, well, the reason why we have so many Overwatch players in it is because we converse <laughs> while in the Discord. See, I like the podcast for because I just talk at. Ah. Yeah, see. <laughs> No, but uh, yeah, let's see here. Uh, Ray, where can people find you? Uh, you can find me on Twitter for my fun wow screenshots at Bishono Nomiko, which is my URL from Facebook, which is not my name. And mostly on Discord, same thing, Bishono Nomiko, pound sign 4932. And Eric, where can people find you? Uh, Facebook at my name. Um, probably easiest though on Discord, uh, I'll be Toretto, pound sign 7645. And Harv, where can people find you? At Facebook at Chris Greer and on Twitter at Harv Scream and on Discord at Harv pound sign 8673. And I am at BH on Twitter. You can also find me on the MASHcast when that comes back in 2019 and also on the Torn the Goblin here on the Mash Those Buttons network. Join the Mash Those Buttons community on Discord at discord.me slash mash those buttons. Our next show, we have, we're going to have uh, some, some uh, post-BlizzCon specials we'll uh, announce when we're going to record those exactly we're still figuring that internally uh, but that'll be next weekend after the convention and then our next show proper episode 19 will be in two weeks that will be november 11th at uh, 10 30 p.m eastern at twitch.tv slash mash those buttons come out listen live it's fun uh, you can email us with any questions or comments. Let us know what you're looking forward to at BlizzCon. Let us know if you think BlizzCon is going to be awesome or if you think it's going to be terrible uh, and, and you should refund your tickets. Uh, you can email <laughs> us at wowtalk at mashthosebuttons.com. If you enjoyed this episode and would like to help us out, please share it and rate it if you can on your favorite podcast platform of choice. And stay tuned to hear about our other shows on the Mash Those Buttons Network. For Ray, Eric, and Harv, and Jarrett, I'm Nick. Enjoy playing WoW and enjoy BlizzCon. See you guys. See ya. See ya. Later. Thank you for choosing a Mash Those Buttons podcast. We hope you enjoyed the show. If you'd like to subscribe to one of our shows, you can find us on multiple podcast platforms across iOS and Android. Just search for the show on a podcatcher like Apple Podcasts or Google Podcasts and hit subscribe. If you can't find us on your favorite podcast platform of choice, just go right to the MashThoseButtons.com website, grab the RSS feed, and put it into your podcatcher of choice. If you want to check out some other podcasts you may enjoy, you should check out mashosbuttons.com slash shows. For World of Warcraft fans, we have two podcasts, WoW Talk, which is our news and community podcast, and The Torn and the Goblin, which is our lore and story podcast. 
If you enjoy Overwatch, make sure to check out Watchpoint Radio to keep up with the latest on Overwatch and its community. If you enjoy fighting games, make sure you check out Double Tap for the latest in the FGC. If you're a fan of The Division or looking forward to The Division 2, make sure you check out Sit Rep Radio. If you want to keep up with the latest that mash those buttons, you can follow us on Twitter at twitter.com slash mtbsite, facebook.com slash mashthosebuttons, and youtube.com slash mashthosebuttons. We'd also like to have you join our Discord community. So just go to discord.me slash mashthosebuttons and join us for a chat. Once again, thanks for listening, and we'll catch you next time.